Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, you probably heard President Biden heading to Israel. Through an international effort to pressure. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that statement right there. That's the reason he should not go. What do you mean? Through an international effort to pressure. Nonsense like this is going to be uh, plentiful. Well, people have said it's very important for the president to show up, showing strength, support for Israel. What? If he did show strength, he doesn't. <laughs> So that went through your mind, did it? Yes. As a matter of fact, I was on with one of our affiliate stations this morning, and I said, what are we gaining by any of this? Well, it's funny you say that. I know, and then I saw Ari Flesher stole my line. (laughs) Former Bush press secretary Ari Flesher was asked about Biden going to Israel, because as we've heard from so many outlets, well, this is a show of strength, and it's important, blah, blah, blah. Here was... Ari. Sean, when America sends something or somebody abroad at a time like this, it's to project power. That's why we send aircraft carriers into the eastern Mediterranean. We're not sending the SS Minnow. We are sending an aircraft carrier. When the president goes abroad, it needs to be a visible, emotional, stern lesson to Iran, to Hezbollah, to Hamas. Don't mess with America. Does anybody have confidence that Joe Biden arriving there is going to be the projection of power? No. And if it's just to say, yeah, none of us were alone there. And sometimes when you have the thought bubble and then someone actually says it, someone that you have at least a degree of respect for. Yeah, you're like, okay, yeah. If Joe Biden goes, and and I'm also worried about just, does Israel need him? With all due respect, Israel is planning for a war. Joe Biden being there, what does Israel get from that? I just worry that this is an intervention into Israeli affairs. For what reason, I don't know. Everything he wants to accomplish, he could accomplish on a phone call. And, and there's also just the physical danger of being there. I question the judgment of going into Israel at this time. So in all levels, I don't understand why he's going. What do you think, David? Oh, I, I think, you know, what he said, the physical danger aspect of it is exactly why uh, Biden is doing it. I mean, think about it. When you had increasing questions about the guy's stamina, about his cognitive mm-hmm. abilities, about his, abil- his ability to even survive another term as president of the United States, what did the White House do? What did his surrogates do? They went out there and said, hey, we are going to show you a video that's a five-second clip of Joe Biden walking in Kiev, and that's going to prove to the American people that he has not lost a step. Right. That It's a selfish thing. It's not about, you know, standing shoulder to shoulder with allies or anything like that. It's so that he can cut a campaign ad. You're probably right. You go to the uh, cynical part of your brain. You're like, okay, what is the real reason that he's going? And, well, as you, you know, Israel has said they want him to come. Okay. Is that really it, though? Do they really need him? They're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, getting back to your point when you just said that, I mean, what what exactly is he going to do when he gets there? 
Hey, BB. What? We're behind you. Uh, but uh, I think it would be a mistake if you take over Gaza. Get out of my office. Well, <laughs> Get out. I don't know what the long-term plans are. And when you play that out in my mind, and I'm not sitting here saying that I have the answers or anything else, but don't take over that land. I think that would be a huge mistake is what Biden said on 60 Minutes, right? Yeah. So what you should do is leave the Palestinians there, let them elect whoever the new Hamas is, and then play this all over again in about 20 years. Yeah. What is the answer? No one really says. Well, it's always this world you would like to see instead of the world we truly live in, which is what we'd like to see peace in the region. And a lot of people would. But when is that going to happen? Mm-hmm. When so many people in that area have the ideas that they have. In other words, some are willing to live in peace and some are not unless the other people are gone. And in my mind, it just keeps coming back to that. And you see different people online. And you never know if it's just virtue signaling or people that don't understand the whole thing. They'll say, you know, more than anything, we just want peace. And if we can just love all of our brothers and sisters, you know, in that part of the world or in our world, that will help us to get there. And there's part of me going, I get where you're coming from, but do you understand this situation in Israel right now with Hamas? There's there's no coexisting. Right. I mean, have you already forgotten? Yeah. We're like, what, 10 days in or 11 days or whatever it is. It's crazy to me. And then you have a group of people in the United States saying, well, we should take those refugees from Gaza. Oh, no. Uh, no. Nope. Well, it's interesting because even some liberals are saying, ah, hmm, can't do it here. Right. You know, maybe we could take them in the country, but not our area. Not right now. Isn't that the governor of Massachusetts? Well, Maura Healy, the governor of Massachusetts, says they're out of space for, uh, for migrants uh, mm. coming up through our southern border. Uh, in a press conference yesterday, she says, hey, we're getting the message out to people. Don't come to Massachusetts, okay? We are still loving. We are still a sanctuary state, and we still have a right to shelter, but we don't have any more room. Uh, this is from the Boston Channel 7 report. Oh, okay. We do not have enough space, service providers, or funds to safely expand beyond 7,500 families. We expect to hit that limit at the end of the month. We are not ending the right to shelter law. We are being very clear, though, that we are not going to be able to guarantee placement for folks who are sent here after the end of this month. We're not ending right to shelter. We're just ending right to shelter. (laughs) I thought the same thing. (laughs) Well, you just canceled out what you just said. They do this all the time in a number of different ways, I've noticed. Because when we were just talking about the situation in Israel right now, as Biden is saying, yes, you need to take out Hamas, we understand, but you can't take over the territory. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean? You're not quite sure. It's like you want it both ways, like this. We can't take anymore. We're still loving, and we love to accept people. We just can't do anymore. Yeah. Okay? Well, it's not like Hamas is they're all wearing the same uniform, and they're easy to identify. No, dude. I mean, you know. <laughs> They're lobbing rockets. Well, yeah. Still. Yeah. In civilian areas, basically daring Israel, oh, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. You're going to take out civilians? Because if you do, great for us. It helps our campaign. Right. Yeah. So I guess what you're saying, Governor of Massachusetts, not only uh, the asylum seekers, 
which sounds more ridiculous now, doesn't it? Yeah. The people that have already come across the southern border. Uh, the refugees from Hamas or from Gaza, they're, they're certainly not welcome either. Oh, no. No, I think there is there is going to be a big rift between uh, some Democrats in Congress and Democrats at the state and local levels, because places like New York, they don't want it. I mean, I thought no. I thought Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, delivered a pretty good message uh, to the so-called pro-Palestine uh, crowd. Like, no, 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 no. We're not we're not going to put up with anti-Semitic hatred in new york city um and i mean you've got other liberals uh throughout the country who are saying we can't take more migrants from south of our border uh and they're also looking around and kind of seeing what's happening already with all these different protests you don't want to add fuel to that fire and i think there's going to be a huge disconnect between the ideologues in congress who don't really have to deal with whatever problems they create and the people on the ground who do have to deal with those problems Yes. Mm-hmm. Already seeing that pushback. Meanwhile, David, you have a piece of audio. This is from Canada. You know, I, 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 wanna, I want to bring some good news, is that there are some sane people in Canada. Oh, it, good. It's, it's, it's good to hear this. It's good for the soul. And uh, there are good politicians all over the world who are trying to stand up for common sense and decency. Uh, Pierre Poliver, or uh, Poliev, I guess is how you're supposed to pronounce it. He's a conservative politician in Canada putting together a coalition to hopefully oust Justin Trudeau and his communist buddies. Uh, Depending on how things go, an election could happen next year or in 2025. That's the next fixed date election in 2025. So there's a lot of work to do. But he's putting in the time and impressing a lot of people. And here's a good example as to why. He absolutely calmly but savagely manhandled a reporter while casually munching an apple. Yeah, it's it's this is my favorite piece of audio all day. And the dude's name again is Pierre Pierre Polyev. All right. Double P. Roll it. You're obviously taking the populist uh, pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, ap- appealing appealing to people's uh, more emotional levels, I would guess. Um, I mean, what certainly, do you mean by certainly, that? you Give certainly you tap certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently. Like what? Uh, left wing, you know this and that. Right wing, they, you know. I mean, it's that that type I of ideological thing. I never really talk about left but or right. Anyways, a lot I of people don't pe- really believe in that. Okay, a lot of people would would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump uh, book. Like which people would say that? Well, I'm sure a great many Canadians, but like who? <laughs> I okay, don't know who, out. but... Yeah, I, I admit it. I, I love this. I do, too. This is great. You can hear the crunching the of the apple. Yeah. Yes, there is that. there eating an apple. And, you know, all the tactics that the journalists use. Oh, well, yeah. people. What people? Right, exactly. Who? What? Name them. Let's go. Uh, huh? I don't know who, but... Well, you're um, the one who asked the question, so yeah. oh, you must know somebody. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sure there's some out there, but anyways, the, the, point of this, the point of this question is, I mean, why should, why should Canadians trust you with their vote, given, you know, 
not not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms of taking the page of Donald Trump's book, but what are you also, talking about? What page? What page? Can you give okay. me a page? Give me the page. You keep <laughs> in, saying in terms, in terms of ter turning things quite dramatically in terms of of Trudeau and and the left wing and all of this. I mean, you 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 make quite a you know it's it's quite a play that you make on it. So I'm I'm not sure. I don't under, I don't know what your question okay. is. Okay, then forget that. Why should Canadians trust you with their vote? Common sense. <laughs> <laughs> We're done here. Yes. We need that. We need more guys like that. Yes, we do. Absolutely. Just calmly eating an apple. Yeah. Well, this guy's trying to do the gotcha nonsense. Yeah. Where's people the receipts? What do you? Who? What people? I love it. It's great. Uh, speaking of Trump, he's willing to go to jail. He said. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. The brain is unpredictable. Sometimes it works with you, and sometimes it gives you a hard time. But one thing's for sure. Getting your thoughts out is therapeutic. If you keep them bottled up, you can get exhausted, overwhelmed, or prone to outbursts. When you talk to a BetterHelp therapist, you can just say what's on your mind. In fact, the more honest you are about your thoughts, the better your therapist can help you sort out what's most important. And that makes you a better parent, friend, colleague, you name it. Life doesn't owe us any favors, but finding happiness doesn't have to feel impossible. With BetterHelp, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist who shares your values. And it's easy to switch therapists anytime, for no additional charge. Plus, you can schedule appointments that are convenient to your schedule. Give it a try and say whatever's on your mind with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com motivate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot motivate. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting Primatine Mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, the Trumpster has spoken. Yeah, well, yesterday, one of the judges overseeing one of Trump's criminal uh, court cases put a narrow gag order on him telling him, hey, you don't make any statements targeting the prosecutor, Jack Smith, the judge, the staff, or any witnesses in the case because he keeps talking, keeps posting things on Truth Social, etc. So they put a little gag order on him. Um, you can't call him deranged. Yeah. Uh, Why not? Uh, at a rally yesterday, Trump said, well, to hell with that and to hell with the judge. <laughs> I believe it's totally unconstitutional what she did. A judge gave a gag order. A judge doesn't like me too much. Her whole life is not liking me. But uh, she gave a gag order. You know what a gag order is? You can't speak badly about your opponent. 
But what they don't understand is that I am willing to go to jail if that's what it takes for our country to win and become a democracy again. <laughs> I, I don't think willing. I think he wants to. Can you imagine how many people will come to his side oh, man. if he actually gets put in jail? I, yeah, I, I think, you know, when they're out there the next day after his mugshot was taken in Georgia, you know, selling coffee mugs and T-shirts and whatnot with oh. his mugshot on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he would see that as a viable campaign strategy because he can say, look, you know, Biden is locking me up, literally. Yeah, you think of this, too. In the last few months, I don't know if you saw the stats as far as the Republican candidates, who's raised the most cash since late July. It's Trump by a lot. Okay. Now, if you didn't know what all had happened, you were just going to say, okay, he's going to skip the debates. He's not going to be a part of that. So you're going to have, you know, the other Republicans trying to make a name for themselves, trying to get some people behind them, get some financial backing. This would be the chance for them to really sort of make hay and make more money than Trump for their campaign, right? No. It's not even close. And a lot of it has to do with what happened in Georgia. Yeah. Well, and yeah, there's a super PAC that's supporting Tim Scott that says we're not placing any TV ad buys because we're not going right. to waste our money. And I think, well, what's it? The there's one? a prediction right now. People are looking to take bets. Who's going to bow out first, Pence or Tim Scott? I'd, I'd guess Tim Scott. It looks like Tim Scott right now. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. There were a lot more people that thought that he had not so much a great chance, but a much better chance than Pence. Well, for his party to absolutely reject him, in Tim Scott's case, that means he'd be an excellent VP. D- yes. If you follow the rule of the Democrat Party. Yes, and at the same time, there are plenty of Republicans that will always say, whether you like it or not, you can say, well, that's not right, it is right, whatever, is because Tim Scott is black, that it would be good to have him on the ticket. No question. You've heard people say that no before. No question. Yeah. Do you believe that to be true? Uh, it doesn't hurt. As long as he's a good yeah, and I think vice he would presidential be. candidate. Yeah. Yeah, there's just probably Set yourself up now. You're not going to run for president anymore. You know, sometimes... Even following this every day, you can sort of get lured in to hear different people give speeches and come away with the opinion, you know what, this person's really good, Uh but it's off script that it really tells the story. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to learn that lesson over and over. It's like, until you see this person off script, don't even offer up any sort of opinion because you really don't know yet. Because I made that mistake many times over, especially the last 10 years. Not so much the last few. But, yeah, we'll have a lot of betting to do, too, of who outlasts who. I know nobody likes to brag. I'm just saying the last time around I did well against you guys. <laughs> Not saying a lot. Well, until anyone saw Kamala Harris really out there, no one knew how bad she was. <laughs> because they saw her giving these impassioned speeches when she's questioning Kavanaugh and all this crap. They didn't know right. she was a total hack. <laughs> By the way. We do now. For you phone addicts out there, they say it again, make your phone screen black and white. There's another study out that says, it, seriously, you will not want to pick up your phone nearly as much wow. if you switch the screen to black and white. Well, we're, we're simple creatures, and we like bright colors. It really does come down to that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today, David. 
Uh, biggest story of the day. I mean, there's a couple that are that are popping. Of course, we're following all the updates uh, over the uh, war between Hamas and Israel. Uh, Joe well, Biden, Iran, man, preemptive strike. We might have to have preemptive strike if Israel doesn't start stop with this stuff in Gaza. Right. What? Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, we got that. Also, the uh, shenanigans over who's going to be the next speaker of the House is continuing. The House is in session right now, and they're doing all the horse trading and wrangling and all of this and whatever. We'll we'll keep you updated if there's any updates to be given um, on that part. And what Democratic Socialist has said. Yeah, we should take refugees from Gaza. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I guess you got like four guesses. I'm sure you can probably guess. We'll yeah. get to that much more. Coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, he's the millennial and the sexy boomer. That's Scott Robbins. Mm-hmm. All right, so there's conversation. Should we be taking refugees from Gaza? Uh, no. Uh, no. Well, that's not what AOC well, says. Yeah, Socialist Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says we need to be ready to take in people fleeing Gaza. Here's the uh, setup in the form of the question on CNN and then her answer from the interview. Okay, here we go. Roll it. Should Arab countries be taking on the lion's share of the burden to absorb what could be over a million, if not more, refugees from Gaza. I think there's something to be said about the region's partners being able to support and step up Palestinians. However, that does not abdicate the United States from our historic role that we've played in the world of accepting refugees and allowing people to restart their lives here. No, 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 no. Where are we going to put everyone, even if we did accept only the ones that weren't trying to kill us? Where? That's a great question. I mean, you you already have no room anywhere. Go to New York, go to Chicago, Boston, Philly, go anywhere, any of the major cities, and then go to the southern border. There's no room. What do you suggest we do, AOC? Well, usually. And by the way, you first. Well, that's just it, Scott, with the left. We should take these refugees. Where? Exactly where? Your district? Yes, well, now just those other people. Somebody else should do it. Yeah, but but th- that's what we are. We're the welcoming country. Golly, man! It's so interesting having this conversation after you've got these major cities saying yes. we can't take any more illegal aliens right. or asylum seekers. Right. <laughs> right. So, what do you suggest we do, AOC? Let's take There's it a no step answers. further. It's just virtue signaling. It's just That's nonsense that spews out of your cake hole. And okay. And she goes off on DeSantis for saying, no, we can't take them. <sighs> it's like the whole, that's not who we are. Yeah. Well, again. It, listen, man. I know some people take her seriously because of the influence of whatever. Dude, it doesn't take long. You can shoot holes in all of her arguments. It's just nonsensical. And it's always been this way with her. You know? I mean, all right, all right, listen, all right, listen, <laughs> listen, okay, listen. She was, that was her mocking yeah. people in her district. This is a person that still thinks January 6th was an all-out attempted coup. Oh, okay? Yeah. This yeah. was... <laughs> an all-out attempted coup. 
You want to stop crime in America? You know how to do it? If we want to reduce the number of people in our jails, the answer is to stop building more of them. Yeah. Let them roam around. Let them just run around. It's yes. no problem. Uh-huh. I mean, it goes on and on. As a woman or any menstruating person in this country. This is not a serious person. Good night. But she's taken seriously. She's got she's got well, a platform. She's got a huge platform. I understand. You know, I mean, I mean, again, the practicality of what you're advocating is impossible. It's impossible. You know how just a little earlier we were talking about people when they get off script? Can you imagine her actually running for something where she had to be off script oh, answering questions dude. all the time? No. She'd be exposed in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why I always laugh when they talk about her running for Senate. Because even, even a Senate race, because of the profile that she's built up, that would get national attention. Yes. Agreed. And, I mean, listen, I, she is no John Fetterman, okay? <laughs> when it comes to away with words. Oh, yeah, right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That would be hilarious to hear. All right, it's that time of the show. Going around the room. May not uh, be the biggest story out there. But it's certainly worthy of bringing up today, David. What's your story? Well, you know, Britney Spears, after she was, I believe, uh, ill-advisedly released from her conservatorship uh, that her father had on her for years. Uh, yes. I was the one lone boy saying, hashtag, keep Britney locked up. Because <laughs> once she's free, the reign of terror is on. And she's already been seen dancing with knives and whatnot and... Uh, she's got this book coming out, this memoir coming out. Oh, boy. Now. And apparently, uh, one of the details there, and this is why Justin Timberlake, they had their little thing. Justin Timberlake apparently was very nervous about this. She claims that she got pregnant when she was with Justin Timberlake. Oh, wow. And that she had an abortion. Mm. And so apparently that's part of it. That's not the most interesting thing to me. The Daily Mail put out a phrase I've never heard before. Okay. And the headline was, Britney Spears fell pregnant with Justin Timberlake's baby. Have you ever heard the term fell pregnant before? Like an illness? Yeah, right? She caught it from him? (laughs) (laughs) He coughed on her? What are you talking about? They didn't I think stay it's six a way of saying that, boy, that's the last thing you want as a young lady is to be pregnant. It's like an illness. Yeah, I, I don't know. And part of me was thinking, well, Daily Mail is a British publication, but this is the U.S. side of it that, that had the phrase, fell pregnant. I've just never heard that phrase I before. I had not heard that either. I mean, I saw a little preview of the book and had it for the show yesterday. We just ran out of time, didn't get to it. Because anytime I see something Britney Spears, I'm like, David's going to want to know this. Mm-hmm. And there were a few parts that at least seemed interesting because it's her own words, which has a lot of people nervous. And you don't know the level of, let's just say, mental instability there is mm-hmm. there. But that doesn't mean everything she says is a lie either. You're not quite sure. Well, that's what happens when you are unstable. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if she's telling stories about how she may have been pressured to do A, B, or C from early on in her career, I think some people might find that to be interesting. And you don't know if it would check out or not. Well, Timberlake's going to have to either admit this or bat it down or something. He'll be asked. More than likely. hundred times over, yeah. Yes. She fell, how does it phrase it again? Yeah, uh, from the Daily Mail, Britney Spears fell pregnant with mm. Justin Timberlake's baby. Wow. 
That's some kind of phrase they use in the UK or something. That I, I have no idea, but mm. yeah, it is interesting. We'll yeah. look into that one. Okay, for what's your story today, Scott? What's the story? Uh, last week, the Free Beacon reported the Starbucks Workers United expressed solidarity with Palestine. They've since deleted all their social media posts. The union chapters in Iowa, Chicago, and Boston promoted rallies in support of Hamas attacks, including the long-lived Palestine resistance rally in Boston. The union was backing the terrorist attacks, and uh, now Starbucks corporate has gotten involved. They vehemently reject the union support of Hamas and are now demanding Starbucks Workers United immediately cease and desist from using the company's name and logo. Starbucks said the union statements advocated for violence, caused irreparable harm to the company, and they may end up in court. Wow. Having trouble with that union, you say, I mean, well, this is the excuse they needed. Starbucks has been trying to move heaven and earth to stop their employees from forming unions all over the country. And this is one, this is a good moment for them to just go ahead and use the leverage they've got to put an end to this nonsense. May have just been given a huge gift, in other words. Yes. What, are you surprised by it? No, not at all. Of course not. No. That's the thing, man. I mean, you know, you have absolutely no fear, though, of any corporate backlash or any other backlash when you publicly support this and organize rallies. But here's the thing, man. I don't know that they see it that way. Because I don't know what level of brainwashing we're talking about over time. Yeah. And a story we can get to more a little bit later. I happen to see a story that came out this past March. And at the time... You look at it, you're like, well, that's interesting. And it was Democratic support for the Palestinians was more than Democratic support for Israel for the first time since they had been keeping the poll. Mm -hmm. And it was especially because of the 18 to 34s in the poll. As we've talked about the indoctrination at universities over time, it's showing up more and more and more. And I think that's why so many people around the United States are looking at universities and the demonstrations pro-Hamas, going, what? what? Where did this happen? When did it happen? What? And again, you talked about so many different times, the left has taken over all the institutions. This has been a decades-long process. It sounds crazy. You think, man, Markley's lost. That's crazy. It's true. No, remember, you know, you used to look at people that were like, hey, slippery slope, and you'd go, well, I don't know about that. They were right. No, I've I've admitted it to you and on this show many times. Like, go back 10 years, 12 years, different slippery slopes. And I'm like, Robbins, come on. Please. And then it happens. And I'm like, okay, I was wrong. Some people just double down. Anyway. Um, for my story today, for What's Your Story, is this book we've talked about a few times, The Two-Parent Privilege. Yes. And it's controversial to progressives. But it doesn't seem because of the facts involved with the book. Again, it's written by this person, Jill Filipovic. And in the book, she tries to argue, well, yes, there is definitely a two-parent privilege. Like, kids have better outcomes when mom and dad are in the house. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's the fault of the right. It's their fault, which, I mean, we've gone over this before. It's just an argument that doesn't make any sense because of the rights policies. There is not enough money for, you know, to keep mom and dad together, blah, blah, blah. It just made no sense. Um, but I saw this at hot air. It was talking about 
a review of the book in the Washington Post. And it's interesting because <laughs> the person that's reviewing it doesn't so much go after the facts that are stated in the book. It's arguing about it in other terms. And I'll see if you can make sense of this. The part of the review says, I have no doubt that the author is correct in her limited way about the data. But when it comes to wringing living significance out of dead statistics, much less making policy proposals, she is less adept. You're closer to academia being a millennial, David, than Scott or I. So if that makes any sense to you, help. She's not coming up with policy proposals to make sure that as many people as possible have a two-parent household? I'm not quite sure because the reviewer goes on to say she is insistent that she is an impartial scientist compelled by math to make certain recommendations, saying my job is to look at vast amounts of data with nuance and precision and produce and interpret the resulting evidence, she writes. While this book will not contain mathematical equations or economic specifications, it will present the findings of analysis that use them. And the reviewer says problems arise because the author asks narrow questions. Or not because she asks narrow questions, but because she mistakes their answers for more all-encompassing guides to what we ought to do. Now, this is where it gets really interesting to me. She says, after all, if marriage is perhaps even mostly a matter of love and companionship, why does the author devote her book exclusively to its impact on children? And I walk away going, that's the name of the freaking book. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's the whole point that's, of the book. Right. That that's that's the entire concept between I mean, it's not talking about two parents who just have kids because they love each other. It's about how that can help support the child. Exactly. And and help them as they make their way through this crazy old world of ours. Yes. And she goes on to say why don't the pains and pangs of married adults, and in particular women, who have historically been disadvantaged or worse by the arrangement, <laughs> <Okay>. even feature <laughs> as considerations to be weighed against its benefits? Mm-hmm. She, first of all, she's talking about kids. Yeah, That's the whole point of the book. The second part, to me at least, shows where, I'll give you an example. My wife and I were talking last night about different people we know. Over time, that have had difficulty in their marriage. It's not easy, but they're sticking together. They're making the best of it, right? I'm losing my voice. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, it's for the best of the kids. And I'm not talking about abusive situations. But it seems you have this whole generation of people that have been taught it's all about you and finding yourself. And what about you and following that? No. When you're a parent, you give up of yourself for your kids. You self-consumed idiot. I can't help but think. <clears throat> My. I need a drink. It's like Louis Armstrong is mm. talking to me right now. And oh. I think you might <laughs> I, I, What I a wonderful world. I, I will Sorry. definitely say, though, this reviewer, as they are, as she is uh, yeah. going through this. Sweetie, this is why you can't find a man. I'm sorry. Yeah. David Van Camp dropping the hammer. Well, and again, you know, I'm thinking about her, AOC, whatever, 34. Probably a good thing they don't have kids. Right. You know, in the end. Well, I mean, the reviewer really needs to smile more. 
okay. And calm down. Oh, yeah, okay. David Van Camp's new book, How to Be More Attractive to Real Men. <laughs> Just for you, lady. Okay. News <laughs> update, oh, much boy. more straight ahead. <laughs> Have you ever been ripped off? It sucks. Having a daily reminder of it is even worse. If you shave with a well-known Big Razor brand every morning, you might be thinking more about how much you paid for the blades than about how smooth your shave is. I'm Andy, the founder of Harry's. We give you a high-quality shave and an expertly engineered product for a fraction of the price that the big guys charge, with no compromises. They have five blades. Harry's has five blades. They have a lubricating strip. Harry's has a lubricating strip for extra glide. They have a trimmer blade. Harry's has a trimmer blade for the hard-to-reach areas. They charge up to $4 per blade. Our German-engineered blades cost as little as 2 bucks. Big brands charge higher prices because they can. Harry's keeps you in mind, focusing on high quality at a fair price. So stop rinsing cash down the drain every morning. Get a great shave for a fraction of the price with Harry's. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash refresh. That's harrys.com slash refresh. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley. <laughs> okay. All right. David Van Camp. Scott uh, Robbins. That was fun. I don't know that we can even mention that on the air. Not really. I don't okay. know. Probably not, but it's... It's unbelievable, you know, the story of what one brother could do to another brother. Yeah. You know, as far as, like, run off with their wife is right. insane. And I'm like, the thing that made you laugh just... Yeah. Right. Like, that's Cain and Abel Abel's stuff there. Right there. Maybe worse. Golly. Then you said, just kill me. <laughs> Rather than do that to me. Right, exactly. Run off with my brother and leave me with five kids. Someone does that? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Okay. Uh, David, you had the story of a CNN reporter. What's what's oh, up with this? Well, okay, so NBC News is going to be hosting the next uh, Republican presidential primary debate on November 8th, and everyone hates it. Conservatives hate it because NBC is NBC. It's a liberal hack network. Uh, liberals hate it because official partners of the debate include the <gasps> Salem Radio Network. Oh, no. Oh. Conservative. Oh. <gasps> the Republican Jewish Coalition. Oh. oh. For some on the left, that's like strikes two and three right there. Oh, Oppressor. yeah. And then the online uh, video platform Rumble. 
How could they do this? They're peddling in disinformation. Yeah, right. Well, if NBC is hosting it, what are they going to do? What about a woman's right to choose? Right. We're going to get that like for a half hour or some nonsense. Yes. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. A lot going on in the world. Does it seem like the world has just changed in the last 12 days? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely it's one thing after the next. I mean, over the last couple of years. But, yeah, I think part of it is how rattled I think a lot of us are at the pro-Hamas demonstrations in the United States. Where it's like, okay, so it's becoming much more easy to point out who the uh, who the who the problem is in this country. Absolutely, as we talked about, you know, back on September 11th, how different things are now than when that happened, and the country coming together. I think you can see now that's probably not going to happen again. People are too divided, even if we were attacked. Yeah, You get the feeling there would be people out there demonstrating, saying we had it coming. I'm with David. Nothing shocks me much. But the pro-Hamas movement has shaken me a lot. I, I 100% agree with you, David. I, never, I didn't see this coming at all. I didn't see it coming. I, I knew there would be figured, a, section, yeah. a section of people. You know, these are the same kooks who are you know, pro-communism and... and the, the the nut the nut job segment of the society is always loud and they're out there yeah screeching and yelling but i never thought it would like be almost a mainstream thing yeah it's been jarring to a lot of people it really has so biden has been very careful with his messaging yeah as i absolutely were 100 percent behind israel but you know i don't think you should take over gaza and, yeah, right. you know got to use the rules of war here and mm-hmm. he is of course heading to israel true international over to pressure and that's the message he's carrying with him absolutely mm-hmm. um meanwhile i thought this was interesting the treasury secretary janet yellen appeared on sky news out of australia um they were talking about okay uh the global economy because it's been predicted if this conflict, you know, I've already got issues. If it goes outside of Israel, there are a number of different countries that could be in a whole lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. And so this guy is asking Janet Yellen, you know, her response to that. And basically, you know, is there some sort of plan in place? I just you'll hear the question and answer here. And are you and the, and the Treasury Department preparing for that eventuality and, and what it might do to the, the global economy if, if the conflict does broaden out in that way? Look, I think it's very early days and we're monitoring the situation at this point. In other words, there's no plan. Oh, no, of course not. No, Everybody's okay. always monitoring the situation. Hmm. Right. Um, and before this question from the dude, he kind of makes a statement, something he saw in 
CNBC, I think it is. Listen to this. Paul Tudor Jones, the famed investor, was on CNBC this week, and he said, this is the most threatening and challenging geopolitical environment that I've ever seen. At the same time, the U.S. is in its weakest fiscal position since World War II, with debt to GDP at 122 percent. Can, can America, can the West afford another war at this time? Hmm. I, I think the answer is absolutely. Um, America can certainly afford to stand with Israel and to support Israel's military needs. And we also can and must support Ukraine in its struggle against Russia. And look- oh, by the way, just uh, real quick before she goes on there. What talking points have the Democrats and the Biden administration used on the economy for months now? Well, it's 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 been this economic miracle from the bottom up, middle out. And inflation is down. Bionomics is working. And how about jobs? Oh, they go to this all the time, but it doesn't tell the whole economic picture of how so many families have fallen behind. Well, like again, average I mean, $8,000 a year. What if you take out meat and uh, gasoline? And yeah, energy and energy food. And you take out all that, we're yeah. doing great. Yeah. And just parrots the same points. The American economy is doing extremely well. Um, inflation has been high, and it's been a concern to households. It's come down considerably. At the same time, we have about the strongest labor market we've seen in 50 years with 3.8% unemployment. Oh, boy. I'm sorry, I'm going to go back to it. This is the person we're supposed to put the trust in, right? It really understands the whole situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Geopolitical stuff, I mean, it's above most of our heads. We need people we can trust that have a firm grasp on -hmm. what's going on at every level, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Look, I I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. What? And um, supply bottlenecks that have affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time didn't fully understand but we recognize that now. If you remember that from a couple of years ago and say, okay, she was obviously not up to the task. She right. didn't quite comprehend it at the time. But put your trust in her now. I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, right right now, I mean, if you look at the housing market, for example. Oh. Um, uh, what Lance Lambert, he's an analyst of the, uh, the uh, real estate market. Uh, points out that when you take into account mortgage rates, incomes, and home prices, October of 2023, right now, stands out as the least affordable month for U.S. housing this century. Wow. Yeah, that says a lot, doesn't it? I didn't quite understand that the time yeah. real estate in the economy. And, and to me, not not that this is, you know, obviously with a global economy and whatnot, there are a lot of nuances and a lot of things that can go wrong and go haywire and cause a lot of economic hardship all over the world. But here in the United States, I'm a broken record on this. The biggest thing that the Biden administration could do to help reverse the trend is get on a war footing with oil and gas production right now. Give oil companies everything they want, essentially. And you, I, yeah. you go drill, baby, drill, 
Because, I mean, already, you know, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is at critically low levels right now. And they're talking about draining it even more. It's like, no, 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 we got to get this production going because, you know, there are also Middle Eastern governments, especially now under the pressures of what's happening with Israel, who have been talking about, you know, we may just curtail some of the exports uh, when it comes to energy. Okay, if that happens, a lot of people are screwed. We're going to be begging for $5 a gallon gas. Yep. Let's do it. But Joe Biden won't do it because he's, well, taking orders from communists who want misery. Yes. The green energy people. They have a lot of money invested in green energy, David. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that. Can't hurt those people. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, switching gears, saw this out of the New York Post, the headline, Don't Make Walmart Workers Fight Crime. You're seeing this more and more. Yeah. Where you got shoplifting all oh, over the place. Yeah. And you work there, what are you supposed to do? Nothing. Because you got people at the self checkout and then they're ripping off Walmart and they're yeah. starting to take it out. Are you just supposed to let them go? Just up, oh, we're not gonna do anything. Well, you can't do that completely. And there's been all these altercations. It's talking about this rise in potentially violent confrontations. Um so those are who are trying to scam the register are the ones who get upset the most. And then it talks about these stories where that can lead. California Home Depot employee murdered after confronting a shoplifter. That was late spring. CVS worker was forced to kill a violent shoplifter in self-defense in New York. Saw that. Um, Target cited a 120% increase in theft incidents involving violence or threats over the first five months of the year. It's just crazy. Walmart's own CEO, it says in the story, Doug McMillan, sees the rising retail crime as a key reason the company is shuttering stores nationwide. In some jurisdictions here in the United States, there needs to be action taken to help protect people from crime, including theft. It's just my crazy. My grocery stores put up these uh, little uh, motion detector gates mm-hmm. that when you walk in, they open. Yeah. They close behind you. When you walk out, they open and close behind you so people can't grab and just start running with stuff out the door. They actually have to pause and wait for this thing to open. Meanwhile, they get a nice picture of you as you're leaving the store. Not that that's going to stop it altogether, but it might slow it down a little. I I have an idea. It's a bold plan, and it may make people uncomfortable. I'm up up for it. (laughs) I'm just going to throw it out there. Okay. And I think you you could get some people on the left on board with this as well. It's a prison release program. Okay. Okay? Now, hear me out. And I haven't thought it all the way through, I admit. But this might work. Prison release program. You get some of the craziest, most violent offenders. Mm -hmm. And there is going to be one of them in every Walmart store in America. And they're going to have license to do whatever they want to do to somebody that they catch shoplifting. (laughs) Okay? It's okay. I'm, I'm just telling you, it's it's shanking for safety. Okay, that's what we're gonna do. Well, I got to right. tell you, and I'm gonna help you monetize it. Yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna make it into a reality show, mm-hmm. and we're gonna have weekly episodes. Yeah, of the altercations that yeah. happen. Yeah, that'd be fun watching. Well, I think taking it a step further, for every five you catch, you get two years taken off your sentence. There you go. Yeah, that's pretty and, good. And so, and and here's the thing: that one crazy criminal won't always be on shift may not even be there one day but
But everybody knows that there's the potential for you to have a run-in with an absolutely crazy armed man who will wreck you if you step out of line a little bit. And let's face it, at Walmart, you blend right in. Exactly. It's like neck tattoo. Hell, that's like a requirement for half the Walmarts in this country. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of the story we had a couple of weeks ago. Is the I mean, the woman was caught dead to right shoplifting. Yes. But was so mad that she just started screaming, Walmart's racist, for right. like saying, you can't do that. You can't break the law. It goes on for like a minute and 10 seconds. But she's learned that works, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> let me tell you, Slim Jim is going to take care of her, okay? Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Holly Walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll watch that show for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. More to get to. Oh, the latest on Bob Menendez. Along with Chuck Schumer. This is fun. Straight ahead right here. Thirty-six thousand twenty-five one. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. Thirty-six thousand. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. Twenty-five. NetSuite turns twenty-five this year. That's twenty-five years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One because your business is a one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your very own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. The latest with Bob Menendez. Boy, if there wasn't the rest of the world going haywire right now, this would be a huge story. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. Uh, well, so the top Democrat in the Senate, Chuck Schumer, was on CBS this morning and was asked about his fellow Democrat, Bob Menendez. That's the guy who's under indictment for taking bribes from Egyptian officials and acting as a foreign agent for Egypt. A now, foreign agent. Yeah. 
A sitting senator. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Chuck Schumer was asked why he's not calling on Menendez to resign right now. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, as I've said before, the Senate should have certain standards. And if you read the indictment, Senator Menendez has gone way, way below those standards. So what is your hesitation of asking as him I to said, step down? He has, li- he has been way, way below those standards. And um, we'll see what happens after that. I know, I, Senator, so we all hear you saying that. We, yeah. all, we all hear what you're saying, but we're just curious about why, if, by your own admission, he's gone way, way below the standards. Why wouldn't you just say, you know what, Bob, uh, you know, I think of you as a colleague and a friend, but now is the time you got to go. What, I'm just curious about what your hesitation I've is. Had, I've had some serious discussions with him. Which are ongoing? As I said, I've had some serious discussions with him. Yes. How uh, easily can you what be? What a weasel. Yeah. It tells you everything. It's well, not surprising. The right answer is, hey, Republicans in the House are giving Democrats a lot of cover right now, so we're not going to talk about Bob Menendez. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. The next question would be, what would it take, Chuck, for you to say, hey, you got to go? No, I know. I, you, you don't know. I mean... <laughs> What was it? The number of gold bars stuffed inside a sweatsuit pocket? What was it? The sweatsuits too, or just uh, his regular suits? I just went sweatsuits because it's funnier. Oh, okay. You know, I was thinking like you meant like old rich gangster that has the matching tracksuit. Right. Well, yeah, I mean that, would that be... sort of thing. He had gold bars stuffed in those too. Bob Menendez with his gold chain shirt open <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, man, that's fantastic. With the wife, with you know all that plastic. Um. Oh. Update from yesterday, in case you missed it. Um, there was a coming out party yesterday for Scott. What are you talking about? You came out yesterday. Came out as what? A, a Taylor Swift fan. Oh, well, David, too. I don't know if that's... We, I didn't there, say I'm not fan. saying it's not said true. It like he went to the movie. Yeah. yeah. You came out as a fan. Listen. You use the term fan loosely, but go ahead. I thought we already went over this. Did he come out as a fan yesterday or no. not? No, not I. You know, Scott was right. I I am a fan. I've you never, are. Fan. I've never hidden that though. I didn't know that. I'm open and proud, sir. Yeah, I like some of her songs. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call myself a fan. He's a self-hating Swifty. I've had different friends talk to me and say, "Listen, the most important thing for you is to be accepting. It doesn't mean you have to celebrate it." But just accept these fellas, <laughs> and and that's exactly where I am, and that's fine. Okay. My question then is, this story is out about the Eras tour, the whole movie that you went to over the weekend, David. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it isn't fun at all because they just wanted to go watch the movie. But you have a bunch of Swifties, these young teenage girls, basically who the music is made for, <clears throat> and they're dancing in the aisles and they're singing along and so for your just person that wants to see the movie it's no fun did you see that in the theater you were at well, it's a party i was dancing too i didn't know that that was possible i can't i can't keep my feet still when t swift is is on the mic it's not possible uh listen i'm not here to hate i'm here to help some people have seen video of you I don't know if I'd call it dancing, attempting to dance, yeah. and they would say I'm not. It's moving anyway. So you were up and you were singing along. Moving, so yeah. that was you were part yeah. of those people. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
You just want to go watch the movie, right, Scott? No, I didn't say that. I've never said that. Oh, my goodness. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Biggest story today. Uh, biggest story today, man, there is a lot going on. Of course, Joe Biden is going to be going to Israel tomorrow. Um, we've got the Treasury Secretary saying, yeah, we can afford a couple more wars. Um, and we don't need to worry about China. You know, they're not an adversary competitor. Not an adversary. Yeah, whatever. It's exactly what she said. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and the uh, Speaker of the House vote going on. It doesn't look like Jim Jordan is going to get it today, or at least in the first round of voting. Can Hakeem Jeffries get it? Uh, not as of right now, but that is actually a possibility. Yeah, it is. Unbelievable. Okay. Oh, and did you hear what the Cornell professor said about Hamas? you got to hear this. That and much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, do you have a news update or are yeah. we going right to the Cornell professor? No, we got, we got a news update. It looks like uh, Jim Jordan will not have the votes uh, to become Speaker of the House. In the first round of voting, we'll see what happens moving forward. Um, boy, th- this is a good old-fashioned cluster, isn't it? Um, now, at one point, some of the Republicans who didn't like the way that former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy was uh, booted are now turning around and voting for Kevin McCarthy, knowing that it won't matter, at least right now it won't matter. And Brian Kilmeade on Fox News, I don't know if this was on purpose or a hot mic moment, but when one of the representatives who voted for Kevin McCarthy, uh, his name is Don Bacon, did so, uh, Brian Kilmeade on Fox News let his uh, opinion known. Bacon. McCarthy. McCarthy. Dumbass. <laughs> I thought this bacon guy was going to go ahead and uh, put it down I, I, and vote for Jim Jordan. That's what I read earlier today. You know, one of y'all asked me, like, so is there going to be a Speaker of the House today or what? And I said, I genuinely have no idea. No, I don't think any of us did. I have no idea what's going to happen here. Uh, it is just a cluster. It's, yeah, I mean, no, yeah. it's sort of like, okay, you got rid of Kevin McCarthy. What's What's part two of the plan? Mm-hmm. YOLO? Mm-hmm. Who Let's the hell see. is Don Bacon anyway? Well, you know. You know who Don Bacon is. Dumbass. There you go. <laughs> He's that guy. All I can think as I hear that is that's exactly what it sounds like here off mic with Robin yeah, yeah. in the breaks. Well, yes. yeah. I remember when that whole thing went down. I remember saying at the time, you know, I know everybody's up in arms about this and vote McCarthy out. It doesn't bother me. Whatever. Yeah. The world's changed a lot since then. Yeah. Better get it together, fellas. Well, that that that's really like, I know, I, I don't remember being up in arms about it, just sort of going like, I don't know what the plan is moving forward. And you're right. The, the fact that, you know, the world has significantly changed. It is kind of like, come on, figure this out. Oh, yeah. I'm, you know, when you're talking about legacy media, you know, chaos in the house, a party divided. Ah. I'm like, how many people actually care? All of a sudden, you're like, okay, yeah, got to get this together. Yeah, I look up and I see Steve Scalise with two votes, though. It's like Steve Scalise <laughs> already said he didn't want the job. Dumbass. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Don Bacon. <laughs> Way to go, buddy. Well, as we found out, there are different levels of 
No, well, Dumbass. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Dumbass. Yeah. Uh, this takes it to another level. Uh, yeah. A professor at Cornell University spoke out this week in favor of Hamas. Uh, this is history professor, uh, professor again, Cornell University. Russell Rickford is his name. All right. Hamas has shifted the balance of power. Yeah. Hamas has punctured the illusion of invincibility. Yeah. That's what they've done. Yeah. You don't have to be a Hamas supporter to recognize that. Hamas has changed the terms of debate. It was exhilarating. Whoa. It was exhilarating. It was energizing. I'm thinking about the different videos that we watched. Not really wanting to, but feeling like he probably should to know exactly what's going on, how yeah. horrific those are. And this guy's saying it's exhilarating? Yeah. Hmm. And if they weren't exhilarated by this, this challenge to the monopoly of violence, by this shifting of the That's balance of power, then they would not be human. I was exhilarated. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that's in favor of somebody going through and and slaughtering men, women, and children, people at music festivals, and and all of that. That's disgusting. Absolutely. Um, and the whole Can thing. You think of, of another situation where you would be praising murderers, where you wouldn't lose your gig. No. 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 It's it's amazing that every day there is somebody at some university somewhere extolling the same garbage. Some professor, yeah, where you could get fired from some right. for some microaggression, right? But saying that, oh no, and then you fall behind. Well, free speech. Uh, this guy's got tenure; he could care less. What are you going to do to me? Nothing. I got a story coming up. Uh, this John, is broad brush, man. Yeah, I know, I know. Go ahead. What's your story? No, coming my up? story coming up is John Huntsman is a multi-gazillionaire yeah, and funds that. a major university that's decided I'm taking my money and going yeah. home. Hope. And he's not the only one doing this. So yeah. There's going to be a lot of these guys with these endowments. Should. And the amount of money that's coming in from these, these people. Yeah. They're going to say, we're not doing this anymore. So many of these universities are poison, man. They're poison. Well, well and, and, and it's just completely ignorant, too, because he says that uh, this professor, Russell Rickford at Cornell, says that this terror attack shattered the illusion of invincibility. Israel has never had, never lived in an illusion of invincibility. That's why they have a freaking Iron Dome system to protect them from thousands of rockets that they get barraged by. I mean, they, they know they're vulnerable. How many times have they taken oncoming... Since 1948. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not only is the guy sickening to listen to, he's wrong. And I know this sounds like broad brush. You spent more time. I did not go to a four-year university. Happy I didn't. I think you're the only one here, David, that did. Mm -hmm. And so broad brush, you tell me if you totally disagree. The number of different people that I've known, not all, but there are a number where if you just imagine in your head, okay, this person, this professor, tenured, whatever, was actually out in the real world, how would they do 
in their chosen field. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, it's, and I'm being generous, mediocre at best. Yeah. But it's like this power trip. Being in front of these kids and having this audience and you have the control and you, you know, decide who gets what grades, blah, blah, blah. It does. It, t- it just ticks me off to even think about somebody like that. Different people I've known. Then I'm thinking, go out in the real world. You see that a lot in the broadcast majors. Like, are you freaking joking right. me? Oh, yeah. You were a chop. You're a total hack. That's why you're doing what you're doing now. And kids are paying thousands of dollars to learn what from you, from somebody that can't do it? So I'm not the only one. Mm-mm. No, you're not the only one. I'm not trying to make your friends mad at you, Scott. My friends? I'm joking. I, I don't think you say, have any friends th- there anymore. No, not anymore. No. <laughs> no, I used to have friends there, but not anymore. Yeah. They don't like what it's I not say. Like, it's not like you wish bad on anybody. But of course the, the power trip that you see sometimes, it's like, please. You couldn't hack it. You took the gig. Good enough. Yeah, I mean, hey, man, and no harm, no foul. I might have done the same thing. But be a little humble knowing what your right. past is instead of getting up on your platform and puffing out your chest. Yeah. Give me a break. All right. Speaking of the whole thing with universities, this is all I can think when I see this story. And, again, I just happened to stumble upon this from this past March. And it was USA Today saying American Democrats express more sympathy for Palestinians than Israelis for the first time. Amazing. And it was this part that I wanted to bring up. The steep drop in sympathy for Israelis has taken place over a decade or more and was largely driven by millennials. Older generations of Americans are more sympathetic to Israelis. In 2013, American Democrats were more sympathetic to Israelis compared to Palestinians by 55% to 19%. What is it today with Democrats? 49% sympathizing with the Palestinians, 38% with the Israelis. That's how much it's flipped in 10 years. Wow. You tell me, David, what's that from? It's the younger group going to college, being brainwashed. And then being shocked when a lot of us don't want to pay their damn bills for them. Exactly. Man, that's unbelievable. Okay, there's other stuff we got to get to. Oh, I know with everything else going on, there hasn't been a whole lot of at least legacy media news on the vaccine. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, but there's news. Uh, There's news on the vaccine. Yes. There's some hide the ball going on. The FDA is hiding what they've found out. Yeah. Epic Times has done a lot of work on this. Um, It's interesting because there was plenty of evidence, as the story goes a couple of years ago, that the vaccine could potentially cause heart issues, including both clinical and subclinical myocarditis. So the FDA, as it says, under pressure, forced Moderna to do a study to determine how common and severe the cases were. But not a lot's been said about it. So what is it right now, the latest vaccine? There's like 2% of Americans? Yeah. A very small percent who are lined up for this one. Yes. Um, But the story goes, the FDA has received results from two studies of myocarditis, but is refusing to release them to the public, at least for now. But it's certainly there. And people have brought up, hey, wait a second. Are there some universities that are still saying... Like for 
their students. Yeah, you got to have the vaccine. I I know one person at a university. I don't know if it applies to the students, but for faculty and staff, they have to. And there's others reported where it's also talking about the students. If you're a young male, Mm -hmm. why in the world would you do it if you're otherwise healthy? Number of colleges required it. Some requiring the newest version. But the FDA rejected the bid for quick processing. So keeping an eye on this. You got to get a FOIA request to get the study results? I thought they were supposed to be looking out for people. Why? What are you hiding? Right. I mean, if it's fantastic, then why hide it? I mean, Travis Kelsey told me to get it. Oh, I saw that commercial again last (laughs) night. I know. I know. It's everywhere. He got swifted, man. Yeah. And you guys are fans of her. Golly. That is two things at once. Yeah, get your flu Uh, shot and your COVID shot at the same time. Unbelievable. Okay. Why don't you get that glow-in-the-dark phase ends in three days. (laughs) Once you get them both. How much did he get paid for that? I don't know. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Though. No, no. Come the on, real dude. question really? is, how much did we actually pay him <laughs> to, to yeah. do that? Yeah, right. Got yeah, a lot of money going question. towards Pfizer. Mm-hmm. But still, man, you think a lot of NFL fans are like, what? Are yeah. you serious, man? I want that. By the way, this reminds me of something else I happen to see. We'll get to this real quick. It's making the rounds online. It's something that you find disgusting, even though everyone else thinks it's normal. Hmm. Travis Kelsey at the yeah, <laughs> made me think of, of that. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah, yeah, I nailed it to TV. Is there anything that comes to mind? I'll give you a few examples of what people said. Okay. Um, some people said, like, dirty dishwater to the point where you can't handle touching it. I didn't know anybody had any sort of phobia about that, that yeah. it's just disgusting for them. That's not fun, but... I don't think I have a phobia. I'm not afraid of it, no. Like Or long, fake nails. Like I, most people just think it's whatever, and some people it grosses them out bad. Yeah, yeah I don't know if it... Well, yeah, it is kind of... It's unsettling to me, yeah. Never really been around anyone that has long, fake nails, I guess. Okay. Well, one reminded me of you, David. Somebody said uh, swimming pool. Yeah. A nasty swimming pool? Well, they compare it to sharing bathwater with a bunch of other people. It is, man. Oh, it's it's yeah. man stew. Whenever you're yeah. in there. There are women in the pool also. Mm-hmm. Sounds rather sexist to think that there's not any female stew in there. David. Stew of any kind. Generic there's stew. Human stew. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> the one that I thought of for me, the mayonnaise. Ugh, gross. You don't like mayonnaise? No, I don't like oh, it. See, I like mm. mayonnaise. Ketchup, ugh. Any condiment. You're, you're anti-condiment. Yeah, Yeah. everybody else, it's all normal. For barbecue me, yeah. sauce, are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. Oh, there you go. There's that's, one. That's something different. Mm-hmm. But if you think of anything, I want to know what it is. For me, it's flip-flops this. in public. Really? You, th- you find it disgusting? Like just walking around in public with, with flip-flops. flip-flops on? I think it's gross. I don't know what why. What about anybody... slides? No. No? How about like sandals, like Jesus sandals? No. What do you got against Jesus? Nothing. It's the 21st century, though, and we have closed-toed shoes available. There was no men's warehouse when Jesus was a bride. Golly. Help out. News update next.
Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting Primatine Mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the 1 million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, Call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-330-2100. 800-330-2100. That's 800-330-2100. All right. The Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Marshall, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Yes, David. Oh, well, uh, Jim Jordan uh, will not be the Speaker of the House, at least not at this moment. The House is now in recess after... 20 Republicans said, we're not going to vote for you. Hakeem Jeffries actually got more votes, but he didn't get a majority. So, um, I mean, this is the this is what happens when you do something without a part two to your plan. Um, you get a little bit more chaos, a little bit more confusion. People want to start settling some scores. Um, and here, here we are. Okay. Do we know, because this was Matt Gates? he was the focal point of this to begin with correct yeah okay do we know anything about he and his quote close allies like hey we gotta we gotta shore this up now we we're gonna have to vote this way to get this done or are they still the standouts or what's the problem i don't know scalise got what seven votes and mccarthy got five yeah and uh, let me try to find where the vote totals were i just had it in my computer just i mean that's gets out if those votes go towards jim jordan he's he's slam dunk he's in well you can yeah you can only afford to lose what four or five or something yeah like that and there's in the republicans yeah and, i mean at this point if it's not hakeem jeffries it does actually look like at least if the democrats put up somebody that a few of those republicans can vote for out of spite we'll have a democrat speaker of the house well that idiot raskin uh said liz cheney should be <laughs> oh for crying out loud yeah liz cheney would get exactly zero votes from Republicans. Oh, yeah. What Republican is going to vote for a Democrat? Uh, somebody who wants to take out a pound of flesh against Matt Gates. Yeah. And that it, was it, one of my it, concerns a couple weeks ago. It's like, I don't dude, think it could be Hakeem the Dream, but I think if they put I, up no, somebody else. Yeah. Jeffries, but. Yeah. Well, you're done if you do that. Mm-hmm. Right. 
You, I mean, you certainly should be. I got to imagine that you are. Yeah. Wow. All right, so we'll see. And flag football is going to be an Olympic sport in 2028. How about that, huh? You excited? Heck yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> you liar. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, keeping an eye on what's going on in Israel. Of course, Biden going there. Uh, we've wondered what exactly for. Well, it's the presence, you know, and the mm-hmm. support. Sh- showing of strength. God. The president, uh, the way he is right now, I'm not quite sure that's possible, but that's the talking point anyway. So. True and international over the pressure. Sure. He's delivering that message. And then you have others on the left saying, you know what, ceasefire, that'd be a good thing right now. Yeah. No. Mm. Yeah, Socialist Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has called for a ceasefire. She's not the only one uh, between Hamas and Israel. And everyone, it's funny because there are a lot of adults in the room, or at least people who aren't this stupid, who are just kind of ignoring her. Like, no, we're not, we're not signing on to this. Like in Meaning her own people party. in her party? Yeah, people in her oh, right. own party are like, no, we're not going to call for a ceasefire. That's crazy. Um, she got humiliated on CNN last night. The anchor, Abby Phillip, was saying, so, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but a ceasefire sounds really dumb, right? Because Hamas, in this latest action, started it. So, nah, no. Right. And what does AOC say? Well, you know, I think what's important to note about a ceasefire is that it's not one-sided. And what is important is for us to identify our goal in terms of what safety means, in terms of what defense means. But and I think, I may, Congresswoman, I think the position from Israel's perspective is that there was already an attack. Mm-hmm. And Hamas already committed an attack. Mm-hmm. After that happened, do you really believe that they should not respond to that? This is an inherently complex situation. I do believe that Hamas needs to be dealt with. But but how, I think, is what I'm And I think what we're trying to figure out right now is that this present situation of collective punishment and and indiscriminate attack is is one approach, but we are seeing the the issues and the complications with that approach now. It's just words, man. Yes, it is. You talk about lack of a plan. What's your plan? Right. But there isn't. When you criticize the current one... Right, that's all you do. And that's all you do. Right. I mean... There's nothing else. She's an Instagram feed come to life. That's all she is. So you got to keep that in mind. I I want to go back to something with this. At the very beginning, when she starts talking, okay? Well, you know, I think what's important to note about a ceasefire is that it's not one-sided. And what is important is for us to identify our goal in terms of what safety means, in terms of what... Defense means we. It's Israel. Right. It happened to them. Who are you? What our goals are. What are their goals? They have to protect themselves. You understand these people want them dead, gone forever. This isn't some debate you can have in your rich suburb where you came from. 
This is real. What are they supposed to do? Well, no, ceasefire. no one's ever said that. Yeah, ceasefire. No, they said we have to deal with Hamas. What does that mean, we have to deal with it? No, 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 no. Israel has stated, and Netanyahu said, gone. We're going to seek every one of them out. They're gone. They're going to be dead. That's the only way this works. And you understand it. And I know it may not give you a good case of the feels to know that how many people are going to die. It's awful. War is awful. This is what Hamas wanted. You had to know they knew what they were going to get. At least Iran knew what they were going to get. Mm-hmm. Well, this, a lot of this stuff is you have to agree that both sides have to see that life is beneficial in order to make any sort of peace agreement work in this case. When one side doesn't care, right? then what are you supposed to do about that? I know. I mean, sit down and talk to them about it? Yeah. Well, just just today, there was reports, and actually just about an hour ago, reporting coming out of Gaza that a hospital had been bombed and 500 civilians died in it. And the initial report was that it was a rocket attack initially launched from Israel. Well, okay. now... And so you have a lot of people coming out saying, see, they, they bombed a hospital without any forewarning. Never mind the fact that Hamas, you know, routinely sets up shop in places like hospitals because they use the, the vulnerable as human shields. Yep. But now the reporting is there was no airstrike uh, activity from Israel at that time. And it was probably a Hamas rocket. That fell short. That fell back. And that happens all the time. It's upwards of 40% of the rockets that Hamas fires from Gaza wind up landing in Gaza. Yeah, right about that. But then you'll have people on the left say, well, that's just not true. No. Nope. And what and what happened to all those women and children the day of the attack? It didn't really happen. Those are lies. Yeah. I mean, that that's what, yeah, that's what people will say. And I mean... You got to remember too the rockets that they make. You know there were there was some discussion because Hamas has bragged about using irrigation piping to make rockets, and that's what they've done with a lot of humanitarian aid. Um, and they say, well, you can't make a real rocket with that. Well, no, they're not. They're they're glorified pipe bombs, is what these right. rockets are, and you can certainly make that out of PVC pipe and other plumbing materials. Man, but, oh man. And if they blow up their own hospital, it's also great for propaganda. It is. Right. I mean, you know, you, yes. you so you have the cameras rolling and you, you blame Israel for it and you did it yourself. Sometimes, well, and you yeah. wonder what's going to happen next. Iran's saying, you know, you don't stop this Israel in the Gaza. You know, there's going to be an earthquake coming your way. And I'm paraphrasing. Well, what does that mean? And the prediction is, well, it's Hezbollah coming in from the north. So they're certainly keeping an eye on that. Meanwhile, did you know that uh, we, the United States, funds Hamas? Not directly. Uh, well, but funds it. Yeah, humanitarian aid winds up propping them up. Yeah, from the U.N. Because the U.N. will not consider Hamas or Hezbollah a terrorist organization. Okay. Not to make light of the whole thing. But years ago, Scott, because we've been friends for a long time, I remember when the drummer got kicked out of Guns N' Roses, and you said to me, what do you got to do to get kicked out of Guns N' Roses? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
What would it take? <laughs> What's it take? I mean, the whole band's a disaster. I mean, At that time. Yeah, yeah, right. So they go through my head. And I'm like, okay, for the UN, what does it take to be a terrorist organization? What yeah. exactly? How many people do you have to kill? I don't understand. Yeah. But the, yes, then that money from the UN goes to Hamas or Hezbollah. And then the UN is shocked to find out, hey, wait a second, this money that was supposed to be going for food and medicine isn't getting there? This has been, I mean, remember, you, of How dumb you, are these people? You remember USA for Africa. Of course. You know, all, all worthy, and, and it was wonderful, and concerts, and money, and food, right. and it never got there. Right. Yes. I mean, it never got there. There's been a lot of different things over time. I mean, it's wonderful that, 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 that stuff know. takes place, but I mean, if it's not getting there, oh yeah, you think the hungry being intercepted by these horrible? Yes, they're not. No, that's crazy. I mean, and that's the reality of it. I don't have a solution for you, but that's the reality of it. I mean, the, the UN is in there and they're supplying this to Palestinians. They're not getting it because those same people that you're marching in the streets and defending on college campuses are stealing it and starving their own people. Wonderful bunch of guys. It's unreal. Yet the UN surprised that those humanitarian supplies in Gaza, they didn't Shocked, I tell you. Unreal. All right, switching gears. Uh, story about a House Democrat, Brad Sherman, David. Uh, yeah, well, we've got the Speaker of the House debacle going on, Jim Jordan falling well short of the votes needed to become the Speaker of the House. They have taken a quick break, and we'll see if they go back to voting uh, later on today or how. who knows how long this is going to take to try to get a new Speaker of the House. But right now, he doesn't. He missed out on 20 Republican votes. Didn't get any Democrats, of okay. course. Um, Democrat Representative Brad Sherman has an idea, though, for oh, who boy. could be the Speaker of the House. This was in an interview with Forbes, and I think he's trolling more than anything. Okay. Uh, I could see uh, President George W. Bush serving as, uh, as Speaker of the House. Uh, um, he uh, he could come back and, you know, and obviously uh, uh, I, I'm not a real fan of how the Iraq War went, but uh, uh, I, I would think that any reasonable Republican uh, would be uh, somebody that Democrats could work with. Uh, I pick him as a uh, traditional Republican uh, who isn't doing anything right now. Mitt Romney also comes to mind, but he's got a Senate uh, seat to uh, to fill for a while. Mitt Romney. Okay. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> this is what I what I always want people to keep in mind when they hear Democrats' criticisms of guys like Donald Trump. You right now have Democrats saying that George W. Bush is like a normal Republican. <laughs> Can you imagine, go back to 2006. I remember it well. Imagine a Democrat saying, you know, George Bush, pretty much a run-of-the-mill, normal Republican, reasonable Republican. No, man, he no. was Hitler. And then Mitt Romney was a white supremacist. John McCain right. was a white supremacist because he picked uh, uh, Sarah Palin as, as his running mate. <laughs> no Democrats remember that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is so true. Uh, on a lighter note, Scott, I can see every <laughs> once in a while you're glazed over the weight of the world on you. Like, oh, yeah. this is too much. Yeah. I don't even know if you would like. I like this story. Top Gun is become a, going to become a reality show. 
Like real Why people not? trying to get to the yeah. Top Gun status. You'll see the training. It's like this inside look that you've never seen before in the training that goes into oh, it. Oh, good. So we're going to put amateurs behind the cockpit and just let them rip? Well, no. I mean, you're oh, okay. becoming Top Gun is not an easy show. thing. No, of course not. Have you ever seen the people that are really in that program and they talk about it and then well, they compare like the movie Top Gun to reality and what... You know, what is, yeah, it's pretty much like this. And other parts are like, no, this is made, this is Hollywood sort of stuff. It's always fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. So that sort of reality show, I would definitely watch. But nobody else. Not the Taylor Swift fans amongst me, you guys. Maybe if Taylor Swift was in the program. Then you would. Golly, man. What a Or she was dating one of the pilots. I don't know. Well, I'm still trying to figure out how this is going to work. Are they going to get, are they going to fly the planes actually? Or is this going to be. Well, in yes. preparation to become. No, you'll top. see them do trying I get to, to do the maneuvers and stuff like that. Top Gun guy? Yeah, that's the way I understand it. So you'll no, have... you're not going to vote on it. This isn't <laughs> idle. <laughs> I just wondered. I didn't know. Gee whiz, man. Flying you can with be the my wingman anytime. Bullshit. You can be mine. I used to say that to these two guys. No more. <laughs> not after this Taylor Swift revelation. <laughs> anyway, uh, much to get to. Oh! You know what? You get on the wrong side of the left. You can't even speak at a medical conference anymore. We'll get to that in the news update straight ahead. Thirty-six thousand twenty-five one. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. 36,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down expenses. One. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. NetSuite is everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance for free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. The brain is unpredictable. Sometimes it works with you, and sometimes it gives you a hard time. But one thing's for sure. Getting your thoughts out is therapeutic. If you keep them bottled up, you can get exhausted, overwhelmed, or prone to outbursts. When you talk to a BetterHelp therapist, you can just say what's on your mind. In fact, the more honest you are about your thoughts, the better your therapist can help you sort out what's most important. And that makes you a better parent, friend, colleague, you name it. Life doesn't owe us any favors, but finding happiness doesn't have to feel impossible. With BetterHelp, just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist who shares your values. And it's easy to switch therapists anytime, for no additional charge. Plus, you can schedule appointments that are convenient to your schedule. Give it a try, and say whatever's on your mind, with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com motivate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash motivate. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another example of how ridiculous the left is. 
And, you know, you almost feel like you read a piece like this. This was from the free press thinking, I don't really have a dog in this fight. And you're reading it along and you feel yourself getting ticked off because this dude, Vinay Prasad, is a hematologist, oncologist specializing in drug or cancer drug development. That's the gig. He's been at it for a long time. He's going to give a speech, the keynote at the American College of Clinical Pharmacy in Dallas. Mm. Then there was a vocal minority on X, formerly Twitter. They complained, and all of a sudden, his lecture canceled. No kidding. The organizer's gone. Wow. Yeah, I can't have it. Jeez. And so I'm reading this. He tells his story. I don't have time for all of it, but I'll try to hit the biggest points. He was asking, what was my crime? So the critics were vague. Um, in one open letter, Alicia Lichvar, University of California, San Diego pharmacist, alleged that this guy had a history of spreading misleading and inaccurate information about COVID policy. And he said, oh, listen, my views on COVID, no secret. I shared them in publications like the Washington Post, CNN, Slate, The Atlantic, the Free Press. Said as a physician and medical scholar who's published over 450 academic articles and two books, my research team and I base our opinions on sober assessment of available evidence. So we found there was no strong data to back up masking kids or closing schools. Uh-oh. The drug Paxlovid lacks evidence to support its use in vaccinated people. So the CDC has made numerous errors, including inflating the number of children who died from the virus. In early 2021, COVID vaccines did, he says, did benefit the elderly and vulnerable people who had not contracted the virus, but there was no solid data to support the repeated use in children or in young people who had already had COVID. He thought the policy was largely a self-inflicted wound, one that should have been subjected to rigorous debate. I don't know how you argue with that. No. Well, I don't either. I mean... He said, I've invited my critics to disagree with me on any of my positions and change my mind. He said, like any good scientist, I have changed my mind over the course of COVID. He was skeptical that Trump's Operation Warp Speed could develop a vaccine so quickly. He says, I was wrong. I was optimistic the vaccination would halt the spread of the virus. I was wrong. So he admits that. Says, but instead of debate or dialogue, the organizers preferred to cancel my talk on a topic unrelated to COVID. Yeah, therein and, lies the problem. And yeah. the same thing happened to geophysicist Dorian Abbott, whose lecture on geology at MIT was canceled because his views on affirmative action. And so his whole, you know, piece here is basically to say no one's entitled to give a speech, but once an invitation has been extended, it shouldn't be canceled merely because this tiny minority dislikes the speaker. It just incentivizes online rage. And the more the organizers give in, the more calls for cancellation they will get. It's true. I, I would love to see a Venn diagram between the people who were protesting his speech and the people who are freaked out because a lot of people don't like that they're you know demonstrating in favor of Palestine right now. Yeah, that would be really fascinating. Love to see that. By the way, one other thing. He said, I was surprised to see the chairman of medicine at Indiana University, David Aronoff, label my selection as a speaker as super bad and gross. That's I said, you think someone language. charged with fostering high-minded academic engagement and upholding academic freedom would be a bit more 
Academic. Yeah. yeah. yeah well. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay, biggest story today. Uh, biggest story of the day is the ongoing conflict between Hamas and Israel, America's reaction to it, and, of course, the debacle on Capitol Hill as uh, Jim Jordan, Republican representative out of Ohio, has failed to secure enough votes to become the Speaker of the House. So they're kind of circling the wagons right now. They're trying to do the old uh, uh, talk about demands and solutions and a pathway forward right now. Okay. Words. Get it together. Let's go. My gosh. Uh, Something else we should hit, and this was a great point that's been brought up. Why are so few people talking about the hostages? Good call. Still hostages. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, we got to get to the Scott Robbins trifecta in a few. Um, there are, it seems to me, maybe you've heard it, a few people talking about the hostages still in Gaza. Yeah. Taken by Hamas. Mm-hmm. I mean, we heard the clip of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talking about ceasefire. Yeah. And we should be taking... You know, refugees from Gaza, there's no talk about the hostages. No. Mm-hmm. They're American hostages. Mm-mm. As well as, well, hostages from around the world and, of course, plenty from Israel. Why has that not been a big focus? Because usually in a situation like this, when people have been taken hostage, that's like one of the main focal points. Yeah, I, I think maybe a couple of different things. One, I mean, there have been interviews with family members that I've seen um, of people who were taken. It's probably not the focus because you've got an actual hot war going on, too, at the same time. And that seems to be the biggest focus. So as you have the Israeli Defense Forces going in yeah. initially, you're trying to get hostages out mm-hmm. before the entire ground invasion. Right. But I think there's a point to that of, yeah, there's been little focus. And now you're right. I have seen different interviews, families, you know, or pictures that were released from Hamas, that sort of thing. But it doesn't seem the same as it's been in other situations where you're talking about people taking hostage. Like it's an afterthought. Just interesting. Yeah. One other thing before the trifecta. I mentioned we had a couple of clips earlier of... (laughs) Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen um, talking with Sky News out of Australia about the current situation in Israel. She also talked about China and our relationship with China. Um, and I just wanted to get your reaction to to see if you think this is strong, a strong position from the United States right now after everything with China, say, over the last 12 months, the spy balloon and constantly, you know, Stealing our information, getting hacked constantly, and she says this. We certainly have improved communication. We've set out clearly both to Americans and also to our to the Chinese a set of principles that we see as governing our relationship. And they are essentially these that first of all we will always protect our national security and take a stand against human rights abuses that's non-negotiable 
Well, but it is kind of negotiable. It is, yeah. Really I mean, it is. The Uyghur Muslims? Yeah. Hello? Well, Joe Biden fist-bumping the, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Yes. We will not negotiate on human rights, unless I'm begging them for oil. Yeah, then that's different. Yeah. Unless we're, you know, in bed with you economically, we're, mm-hmm. we're going to stand up for those human rights abuses. Someday. Yes. It's interesting. I just want to know how many people on the left that are pro-Hamas right now are also standing up for the rights of the Uyghur Muslims in China. Oh, no. No, they're not. Why not? Well, well, part of it is just the, the, the fact that they hate the Jews a lot. And That's just it, isn't so it? So it, it has more to do. And, and for a lot of left-wing academic types, it's not even just... The religion they see Jews as white, and they see you know Israel as a white colonizer, right? And so that's what they've been brainwashed with. So, so yeah, they've got to um, they've got to be dealt with by any means necessary. You want to hear the rest of this from Yellen about China? Because this is another part that's pretty rich. But with respect to national security, we will. Um, our objective is not to harm progress in China. It is really oriented at national security. And we will try to design our, um, our interventions of things like export controls narrowly to keep them focused on real national security. Do you ever realize kowtowing to these people? It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. How many times do you have to learn that lesson? Concerns. Second, we are not attempting to decouple uh, from China. We have a deep economic relationship, and that kind of competition, trade, and investment is beneficial to oh both sides, and we want an environment in which it can continue. If we just tell them that we want to work together, then there's no way they'll ever want to take advantage of us. Yeah. Hey, good luck with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're so screwed. <laughs> These people got to go, you, man. You, I'm telling you. It is. I'm it's tell- one after another after another. Mayorkas and Yellen and Ned. You get to the point it where it's you, a debacle. You just accept mediocrity because that's mm-hmm. what it is. You just oh, go, oh, no, well, I, you know. No, no, no. I would kill for mediocrity. Well, the, you, yes. you, that's a valid point. Mediocrity David, yes. would be an exponential yeah. improvement. But it's like raising the, the regular Republicans. Way to get right. to mediocrity, right? Yes. yes. All right, you ready for your big three? Holy All right, let's roll it out. Oh, Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day. The trifecta. Helped by his hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Big night last night. You were invited over. We had the Cowboys. We had the Texas Rangers. We had baseball, football. No Casey. No Casey at all. I don't know what happened. Got you. Trying to be decent. I don't know what's going on. I'm ready. All right, fine. Three. He's a Uh, call. He didn't call. Number three, Iran launches a recruitment campaign. Well, first of all, you know, looming large over the war now between Israel and Hamas is the involvement in Iran's government. Now, they claim, of course, they got nothing to do with anything that's happened, right? We're not us. We didn't do it. Now, Tehran is reportedly using their media 
to recruit Iranian civilians to join in fighting, which, of course, is suggesting the regime could be planning to take a much more active role in this conflict. October the 14th, the Iranian news website reported the regime broadcasting the authority, uh, broadcasting authority, had aired a Chiron during their broadcast calling on viewers, hey, sign up. Declare your readiness right now to fight the fight in Palestine against Israel. But they had nothing to do with it. Just want you to know that. They're just innocent. They're just on the sidelines watching it, although they're trying to recruit anybody who's got a heartbeat right now to join them in fighting Israel. So, yeah, we we didn't do this. But, of course, our goal is to wipe Israel off the map. So if you want to join that fight. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, by the way, all comers. <sighs> Of course. No matter what, we'll take you. Let's go. Shouldn't be surprised. Now, on with the countdown. I'm Scott sure Rogers our diplomats right are working hard to, to defuse the situation, though. Two. So, Number two, uh, Joe Biden hits the 1,000th day in office this week and has spent a lot of time at the old beach house. 300 days on vacation. So that's about a third of his time in the White House has been spent on vacation. Nobody does it better. <laughs> you better believe it. During the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, where was Joe? Vacationing. When that train derailed and spilled toxic chemicals throughout East Palestine, Ohio, Biden was on vacation. While Americans were being burned alive in Maui, Joe was on vacation. And while Americans were captured and murdered by Hamas, Joe was thrown a barbecue in the back of the White House. <sighs> so, in his 1,000th day, he spent 300 of them on vacation. That's compared to, uh, by the way, 41 interviews as president that he's conducted compared to Trump's 190, Obama's 329 interviews at the same point. Which leads me to believe, what does this guy actually do? Well, they hide him. Yeah. Well, what is he doing? So it's like, well, he needs a rest. He needs that vacation time, and that, that's important to him. Well, You, you know, know what's interesting about this is Biden, is Obama, there, he never met an interview he didn't like. Yeah. 329 in the same period. You thought Trump was on TV a lot? Not even close. 190 for Trump. Well, well the difference is Obama could woo those reporters. Yeah. And also, whenever they talk about the interviews, actually, I mean, Trump was in front of the press almost every yeah. single day. Like a formal sit-down interview. Yeah. yeah that, that became more and more rare after he took office, especially uh, but, I mean, he was always going and talking to the press every time he was leaving the White House. That is true. And the countdown continues. Yeah, the Scott Robbins trifecta, yeah. top three of the day. And yeah. finally, yeah. one. Number one, Penn State University excuses students for missing class because words are violence. Professor Debbie Brooks at Penn State sent an email to other students telling them they didn't have to come to class. Why? Well, Riley Gaines was on the campus to give a speech. Are you joking me? I am not. She said because of the danger they felt and the safety they didn't feel, they were excused that day. From five foot four, Riley Gaines? That's did, right. well, Okay. Words are violence, my friend. Uh, she said, don't worry, though, that uh, the coming out day was celebrated, though, despite the fact that Riley Gaines was on campus. This has been going on all over the place. Uh, little safe spaces for you fragile little college kids to climb into. You can come out and protest uh, Israel fighting back against baby killers, but boy, don't let Riley Gaines on the yeah. campus. Just oh. saying that women should have their own spaces. 
That's and be all able she, to compete. Dude, that's all she's and, ever said. Right? And because you words are violence, you may feel like you can't go to class. You, you're excused absence with you this know, idiot professor. Yes. She is an associate teaching professor, uh, professor of uh, education, by the way. She's training the new teachers of the next generation. Dr. Debbie Brooks, I just looked her up. Thanks for that, David. I and, didn't even know that. And, uh, yeah, well, she's got, she's got blue hair. Like she's dyed the bottom part, <laughs> and not of her because hair she's blue. not because she's ninety five years no, old. No, 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 no. Not I mean, that blue hair. Yes. Yeah. So she got her feelings hurt by Riley Gaines. Uh, pretty well, much. yeah, and she was telling her students, "You don't, you don't. He's excused absence. You don't have to deal with this." <laughs> Again, these are future leaders coming up through this education system. This we've had several and examples you want of us that today. To pay for your student loans to learn from these kooks, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Shove it. Yeah. Are you joking? And there you have it. Yeah, the Scott Robbins right back the top three of the day. Let's protest in favor of Hamas, though. That's safe. Of course. Yeah. Words are violence. Yeah. Wow. It's really been an honor for me. Oh, me too. Thanks, buddy. Nice job with the trifecta. Another news update to get to. And Nimrod's in the news straight ahead. Thank you. triggers are everywhere from dust mites pet dander and pollen to smog and smoke an asthma attack can strike anywhere anytime be prepared with quick acting primatine mist clinically proven to open airways quickly it's the number one fda approved asthma inhaler available over the counter primatine mist breathe easy again use as directed I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. 36,000. 25-1. These are the three numbers to remember to get the visibility and control you need to make the right business decisions instantly. 36,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less and drive down expenses. One, because your business is a one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your very own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash MVR. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another news update, David Van Camp. Well, what we know right now is that a hospital in Gaza has blown up. And, and Hamas is saying that there are at least 500 casualties as a result. Uh, Hamas claims it was an Israeli airstrike 
there's some video going around purporting to be what happened, and it certainly doesn't look like an air, an aerial strike. It looks like the angle's all wrong. It looks like it's coming from the ground, and it fell short. So it was a Hamas-fired rocket. I don't know. IDF is saying they're looking into it, but they say that there was no aerial activity at the time. So it was a Hamas, Hamas bombed itself is what it kind of looks like right now. Don't that know. wouldn't we'll be see. the first time. Would not be the first time, no, because a lot of those rockets that they fire towards Israel wind up falling short. And then why there would be such a big explosion? Well, it's because Hamas stores ammunition and other munitions in hospitals and schools and apartment complexes. I mean, that's, that's what they do. Well, they dare you to bomb it. Yeah. So, I, again, I, I don't know for sure. Of course, both sides would have a reason to say it wasn't us. And Hamas certainly has a huge incentive to say, oh, this was Israel. Look how bad Israel is because they just bombed a hospital. Of course. But I don't know. We'll wait to see. And the left in America will run with that. Oh, well, yeah. Already ABC News, CBS News, and and the Associated Press have run with the headline, Israel airstrike destroys hospital in Gaza. And that is actually. Without it being verified. Right. That's taking Hamas's word for it. Exactly. It, it is extremely uncertain. <laughs> I tend to, you know, based off of looking at sources that I have trusted in the past, I again, I don't know for sure, and none of them are saying definitively either. They're saying this looks like, based on what we can see from the video, that it was a rocket fired from the ground, um, which would indicate it came from Hamas. Wow. Well... That's the way our news organizations work as far as yeah. legacy media. It is a damn shame, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, the globalists really have a narrative they want, and they'll it, just run with it until proven otherwise. Sometimes you feel like you're just up against it. There's just no win. You just got to keep trying. Well, first, you're trying to figure out what is true. Yeah. And then you got to just tell the truth. Just got to push is. against it as hard as you can. No doubt. Yep. All right. Nimrod's time. Let's roll it out. Here we go. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. Uh, we'll start in the UK. Somebody stole 35 porta potties from a racetrack. <laughs> okay. Well, for what? Well, they're worth money, man. Really? You know how much they are each? The secondary market of a porta potty? I have no idea. Between a thousand and two thousand dollars. No kidding. Yes. Well, son of and a gun. And then the ones that are for disabled users are even more expensive. Two of those were taken. Slightly used, huh? Well, some of them were full <laughs> when taken. Oh boy, Audi. Racetrack. <laughs> I don't know if one w- event would be worse than another. Well. <laughs> There's a lot of food that is mm. also distributed at racetrack. Mm. Mm, buddy, so yes. Uh, also saw this restaurant owner in California caught a Grubhub delivery driver eating a customer's food out of the bag. I've heard about this, yeah. So he called the customer, said, hey, that food is coming, don't eat it. I caught him. They're eating the food out of it. I'm going to recook it. I will personally deliver it to you. Wow. So he did. I well, did reach it. Reach in there and like eat fries and stuff. Yeah. yeah. My goodness, man. And then I don't know if you heard there all these people stealing catalytic converters in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. That's everywhere. Yeah. Hawaii 
is now making those thefts a felony. Good. Ooh, good. Requiring sellers to provide photo IDs. They said it seems to be working. I mean, it's a catalytic converter desert going on there. Oh, oh no. We need catalytic converter equity. Well, of course right. we do. <laughs> well, that's why people are stealing it, really. I mean, <laughs> Very one much. catalytic converter equity. Of course. We're going to fight for it. See it hurt their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Nimrod's in the news.